Her voice is so beautiful. I love Mary J. This is a vibe. <laughs> Vibes. Yeah, Touch the People podcast, Easton Oliver. I pray this gear heavy play as I wrap up this Mary J. While I'm rapping over Mary J. Too much shit been on my plate, like a heavy tray. Doubts about making it, I think about that every day. Uh, been on this rap scene since 15. Baby boy approaching 30 now, that's 215s. Gotta keep the shit quaking like 215s. And brush a plaque like when tooth get clean. You know the routine, they tell you. Go to school, finish college. After that, get a job, punch a clock, in and out. But what about us starting our own business now? Tired of feeling like I'm living another person's vision now. I, I got some shit to sell. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I could listen to that whole track right now and and literally um, just leave y'all with that. That would be adding value to you. <laughs> What's up, people? Uh, Easton Oliver, thank you for uh, checking us out again. This is episode three, the Touch the People podcast show. Hashtag touch the people. Uh, thank you to everyone that has shared that hashtag on social media. Uh, I've seen it on places like Facebook. I've seen it on Instagram. Um, I've actually seen it on Snapchat because um, I've followed a, a, a couple of you uh, listeners um, in your in your content. So thanks for. Um, Getting in contact and, uh, you know, you've been all in the DMs and, and the love and encouragement is um, definitely um, appreciative and um, worth mentioning. Uh, again, Easton Oliver, that is a pen name, a stage name, uh, an alias, uh, and I'm the host. This is my Touch the People podcast show. Um, shout out to you if you're listening at work. Uh, if you're sitting in your cubicle working your 9 to 5 hustle. Uh, if you're driving in your car, um, listen responsibly. Uh, the stay-at-home dads and moms and aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, we're all about relationship um, and, and loving on people. So shout out to you, um, the retirees, um, <laughs> who are um, creatives, right? Um, shout out to the uh, the students. Um, that was a song by Mark Steele, by the way. Um, um, another go-to kind of song for, you know, the vibes. Um that song's hot. It's called Big Dreams, too. Again, that's Mark Steele. Um, certainly someone worth um, checking out. Today's Wednesday. It's January 23rd, and this is the uh, third episode um, 
of the Touch the People podcast show. Again, thank you for for uh, following and for um, checking us out. Um, go ahead and feel free to continue using the hashtag Touch the People um, to encourage others, to lift up others, um, to love on folk, and um, do so responsibly, man. Um, this is an uplifting podcast, so, you know, let's, let's not attach it to anything that's, uh, intentionally offensive. Um, as always, um, I am at home. I'm sitting at my, uh, my bar counter top, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm sipping on a brew. I'm sipping on my... Um, this is actually the, the same roast I had from last episode, the, uh, the blend that I really like. Um, it's like a, like a medium and a dark roast blend, um, but I like it. Um, so the folks, um, shout out to you if you're new, um, to the podcast, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Guess what? We're new also. I'm new. Uh, this is a new podcast for 2019, um, and the aim of the podcast is to to literally be a virtual coffee break, so you can take a break from, you know, whatever it is you do to get your hands dirty. Um, um, so far, we've talked about um, my commitments with this podcast. Um, and the goal is to have four episodes recorded and uploaded, um, every month. Um, I'm hoping that is realistic. Um, if it isn't, um, of course I'll, I'll pivot from that. Um, another commitment is to improve, to get better, um, you know, uh, add value to you, um, you know, um, allow you to, you know, decompress, um, you know, give you some good content, give you some good feedback, uh, and let's interact, let's engage with one another. Um, follow me on Instagram, uh, Eastern Oliver, it's traditionally spelled, uh, no spaces, Eastern Oliver, uh, DM me, follow me, um, Take a look at the content, um, and uh, let's let's engage. Um, this week, I'll say the first twenty new followers um, will definitely get a follow back and hit me up. Uh, the first ten, uh, the first ten that DM me, uh, will 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 certainly um, get something special too. So. Um, um, you know, commitments to adding value to, um, you know, giving you good content. Um, yeah, cause, cause that's, that's what we're, we're all about. How's everyone doing? How's your week been? How have you, um, implemented what we discussed, you know? Um, or shared um, the last couple of episodes. Um, how's business? How 
How's school? How's work? Um, how's sticking to your New Year resolutions going? Um, the uh, funny the um, the last. So yeah, I, I guess I can call it a challenge. The uh, the last episode we talked about Valentine's Day and how Valentine's Day is a um, holiday to celebrate romantic relationships and a thought that I had um, was that we uh, challenge ourselves and we challenge our peers to celebrate all relationships, not just the romantic ones, for Valentine's Day. So I'm curious to know, because um, I've, I've gotten some um, messages from people about you know what they're doing and, and who they're, they're big up in and who they're celebrating. And um, it was really cool to, to see that that feedback, but remember, let's, let's, um, let's challenge our peers, let's challenge ourselves to celebrate, um, the folks that we are in relationship with. So it could be a a client, it could be a colleague, it could be a brother, it could be a business partner, it could be your neighbor, you know, it could be your, um, I was going to say mailman, but, um, do, do, do you guys have like, does your mailman come up to your house? Like, are you able to see your mailman? I guess it depends on where you live, right? Because so, and I've seen it all, be, you know, from coming up uh, on the East Coast. But here in, in the Midwest, you know, it's a little different. You know, you catch your mailman at your mailbox, like. You know, out in front, they don't they don't actually come to your door and like slide mail through the slot in the door like they did back in the eighties. Y'all are too young to some of you guys anyway. Some of you may remember that. Some of you may remember. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna call anyone on age, um, but definitely shout out to our seasoned um, listeners. Our diverse listening community. Um, remember, today's a day to be thankful. It's a day to be grateful. And it's a day to be happy. Um, so I, I think that's that's it for introductions. I don't have any announcements or anything like that. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, so why don't we um, jump in with the uh, inspiring quote uh, that I wanted to intentionally bring to you. Um, and it's a quote by Mary Lou Henner. And it's all about being in control or, you know, control. Um And she says, being in control of your life and having realistic expectations about your day-to-day challenges are the keys to stress management. 
which is perhaps the most important ingredient to living a happy, healthy, and rewarding life. That's, that's big. That's big. That's real big. It's deep. And she hits a lot of points um, that people can, you know, delve into and examine. Because I'm, I'm big on self-audit. I tell people that all the time. Um, you, you know, it's almost like you have to be, um, to be honest with yourself, um, about expectations and goals, right? And she says being in control of your life and having realistic expectations about the challenges that you see day to day, that's the key to stress management and stress management is the most important ingredient to living a happy life. You are as happy as your stress is under control. Yeah, I could sit and pause and um, and think about that. Um, I just wanted to share this quickly because I was um, in a conversation on my drive home uh, late last night about intention and control. Um, not more, I don't, I don't, it wasn't really about stress management or anything, but just about, um, fear and control and, um, um, I can't remember, um, a lot of what was discussed, but it was because, um, someone was under the impression that they were, uh, I don't want to say disliked at work, but they, um, they weren't, they didn't feel like they were themselves. They had like some, like energy was off. And, and so they kind of felt like they were like their work. So like their, you know, like the work that they was putting out, they thought that other people thought that their work was, um, not up to par, um, you know, that their work was, um, you know, that they just weren't doing a good job or like it wasn't substantial, like it wasn't hitting the, the marks like um, that they were um, used to hitting. And so, um, you know, the conversation shifted from, you know, the, you know what the circumstances were to probably what caused, um, because on, on the way out, they actually had a conversation with someone and the reaction, the response, the, um, you know, confirmed level of support for, uh, for the work that they've done, um, was counter to what this person was originally thinking. So this person was like, oh, word, like, okay, I I was tripping. Like, I thought, you know, I thought, um, 
you know, it, it wasn't good. I thought that, um, you know, that there was tension and, you know, there, there wasn't really, um, like, um, cohesion and like, there wasn't like a co- cohesive unit, um, in there, like amongst their team. And so we shifted from talking about the circumstances to what put this person in that space. And so I I thought maybe it was control. Um and um you know the possibility that being in, being in control of a situation uh just means that you are you know like like you're in the sweet spot. So you're comfortable enough and you're confident enough. If you're comfortable and confident, then your influence is higher. And forgive me if this feels too like philosophical or anything, because I'm definitely not trying to go down that path. But it, it was a great conversation because we were just exploring um, what what makes people feel in control and um this person's you know an introvert and you know it's like well perhaps just perhaps um you um you know were inconsistent with um the because uh, I know introverts because I I actually um, con- I still consider myself an introvert uh, as well but um, introverts have to um, be intentional like they have to um, they're not some of them but uh, most introverts in my opinion um, aren't really good at navigating. Um, conversation off the fly um unless it is again unless they have some comfort and they have confidence like in this space right here what this is a podcast like this is my sweet spot um i'm able to um give you guys some some content i'm able to give you some value but certain people won't be able to um, do that right off the fly in uncomfortable circumstances. And if you're a part of a team and you haven't had your weekly, um, you know, um, one-on-ones or, you know, your, your, you know, get togethers or whatever you refer to them as, then you don't know how the other is feeling about the work and the content that you're putting out. Um, in my, in this example of who I was talking to, um, just last evening, and we were talking about, um, just about that control and, um, being confident and, um, you know, not beating yourself up for having, um, those negative thoughts and, and about second guessing your work, um, you know, and then that kind of led it spiraled into a conversation about trust. Um, it was a, it was a really good conversation, 
And and now I'm curious about bringing Mary Lou Henner, uh, who just had this quote here about being in control. Um, uh, I'm, I'm considering bringing this back to uh, that person just to have more dialogue on um, exploring, um, you know, the uh, the feelings um, that they were that they were having. If that makes sense, um, I never want to go down rabbit holes to confuse anyone, but I just had um, I had to share. I had to share that really quick. Um, but Mary Lou Henner says being in, being in control of your life and having realistic expectations about your day to day challenges are the keys to stress management which is perhaps the most important ingredient to living a happy, healthy, and rewarding life. Um, share that with someone. Share someone, need, someone needs to hear that today. Someone needs to hear that right now. So you should, um, you should snap that. You should um, IG that. Tag me in it. Um, you know, at me, Eastern Oliver. Um, I was also thinking about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. as we just celebrated his birthday. Um, uh, I, I've actually been in not like this state of mind since last weekend, but I knew that I wanted to um, touch on it for you know this episode that was uh that uh, this one right here that we're actually um, recording right now, I knew that I wanted to bring some content from it, but I was like, oh, should I do a quote? Should I, um, you know, post a picture or, um, you know? And actually, I did. Um, not today. I think it was probably like a couple days ago. Um, so you should go see it on Instagram, uh, Easton Oliver. Um, it was. I think it was pretty clever what I did, but um, I wanted to honor his birthday. Um, I wanted to um, think of something that was you know fitting and appropriate and relevant and pertinent to the discussions that we um, embark on. Um, you know, through this virtual coffee break and some, and, you know, and leave it with something that you can, you know, something that's tangible, you can take away and continue to, um, to think about. And so I, I, I thought it'd be cool to introduce to some, some people may already know, um, but, um, wanted to, introduce the you know the iconic the famous I have a dream speech I wanted to uh, you know highlight that in its um, context in which it was originally created because um, I believe that it was um, um, in that it was all about economics and I wanted to present it to you. Um, you know, 
in that context in which it was originally created. Um, Because I think think a lot of people think of Martin Luther King and the, you know, modern civil rights movement um, as a rallying cry for equality um, between races, right? Which it was. But I think by by the 60s um you know where when the uh, uh the, the movement is actually maturing um it ended up being it ended up you know moving into uh economic equality and combating economic inequality for all people um and everyone refers to it as, you know, the I have a dream speech. and um, But it was actually called, uh, what was it called? It was the, um, uh, the, why oh, can't I? And it was the March on Washington for, um, for jobs and jobs and freedom. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. Um, Maybe I need another sip of this coffee to wake me up. That's it. That's it. I don't have help here. If I had had an engineer or someone in the back that could, like, Google the stuff that I'm stuck on, um, that would be dope. But um, neither here nor there. Um, This is me in my... uh, this is actually between my kitchen and my my dining room where I'm sitting, um, and we use and we're using anchor. We you know this is, um, this is uh, you know, what's that started from the bottom? Now we're here. <laughs> All right, I'm getting distracted again. It was the it was the March on Washington for jobs and freedom. It was in 1963. It was like late summer. Um, and, you know, it was at, at the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and what was, what was crazy is that this was all intentional. You know, we were just talking about intent, like being intentional. Yeah. Because last night we were talking about, um, introverts, like having to practice being intentional. That's okay. Yeah. That's what I was trying to share. Um, like being intentional with being present. You know, some people can be present in a room and be charismatic enough to uh, connect with other people. Introverts have to practice, practice, practice at being good at that. They, They can't sit in their head while they're in the room thinking about what other people are saying, what other people are doing, what other people are wearing, um, and second-guessing their work and their worth, um, they have to intentionally tell themselves themselves to snap out of it and shake a hand and smile and say hi. Um, so uh, now that I remember that, I wanted to quickly get that out. Um, but the, uh, what, what's, uh, cool is that 
you know, when you think about MLK and how disciplined he was and how disciplined the movement was, um, for the most part, like, I, I think people can argue the level of discipline uh, of the uh, the movement, um, rightfully so. I, I'm, I'm a huge um, believer in um, debate. Um, but what's, what is cool is how intentional he was with choosing the space where to have it because, um, he was paying homage to Lincoln and the Gettysburg address. And he wanted to pay tribute to the centennial anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation. That's, that's, that's so big. Anyway, I I thought that was pretty cool um, as I, um, you know, grew deeper into thought about it. Um, you know, and I thought about the memorable, you know, passionate lines from the speech where he talks about, you know, having the dream that is, you know, little children one day will live in a nation where... You know, they won't be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Um, but the um, economic inequalities that he was fighting, you know, it, there's a there's a part in the speech where um, he talks about, um, you know, going to the nation's capital, um, you know, to cash a check. And he just, you know, he talks about the, um, you know, our, our founding fathers, the architects of, you know, the republic, as he says, architects of our republic, you know, that, you know, they wrote the, you know, the magic words of the of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. But what they were really signing, what they were writing was a promissory note that every American was to fall heir to this promissory note. Um, and he says, you know, and this is what the movement was about from an economic standpoint, that America has given people a bad check, essentially. That America has given people a bad check and, you know, the, the, the check came back insufficient funds, um, it, 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 I encourage you guys to read that full speech or listen to it. Um, I know there's a, there's a playlist on Spotify, um, where you can listen to like different sound bites and, and like different, uh, uh, speeches and, uh, interviews that, that he's had, um, especially if you haven't done it before, if you haven't done it in a while, um, I think his speeches more so, um, well, no, I don't want to say his more than like any politician. I just feel like a passionate. So like a person that was passionate about a particular movement or, um, a particular piece of change, um, if the, in like a notable speech, 
I think everyone should go back and read them. Um, I I intend to go back and read, um, you know, speeches from um, the American Revolution. Um, like I want to go back and read, um, you know, what inspired George Washington, and um, you know, um, you know Abraham Lincoln. Like I want to go back and and reread. You know, um, the things that we learned in in history in grade school, because I think when you when you reread them as um, a mature adult, it it opens and it expands uh, your mind and you start to pick up on things that uh, necessarily um, were missed and weren't able to comprehend. from times before. Um, but, you know, the his uh, I Have a Dream speech, that was, um, you know, all about the, how the American economic system left poor people behind. You know, it, it wasn't even about black or white, it was just poor people. And that there was economic inequality in the U.S., you know, at that point, over 60 years. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that, was a, uh, that was an iconic, um, definitely iconic speech. Um, oh, I think I have, I did find it. Um, I had a, I had a uh, snippet from it. Um, I'm just going to read it to you. So he says, we have come, and this is Dr. King, um, his speech from the uh, uh, I Have a Dream speech. And I quote, we have come a long way in our understanding of human motivation and of the blind operation of our economic system. Now we realize that dislocations in the market operation of our economy and the prevalence of discrimination thrust people into idleness and buying them in constant or frequent unemployment against their will. The poor are less often dismissed from our conscience today by being branded as inferior and incompetent. We also know that no matter how dynamically the economy develops and expands, it does not eliminate all poverty. Um, So just think about intent. Think about managing stress by um, intentionally being present and by managing um, your stress your stress of your day-to-day challenges and having um, realistic expectations uh, is going to lead to being um, to leading a happy life I think when you're thankful and you're grateful um, that leads to happy. That's why I always say it that way. Thankful, grateful, happy. Um, and, uh, and, and think about that, uh, the Mary Lou Henner um, quote. Um, before we you know, wrap up um, and end our break, um, 
I was going to talk about um, capital because I know that a lot of us are um, trying to finance our hustles, right? Um, and and this is, I hope that the listening community, for the most part, you guys have had a full-time job or have a full-time job or, um, you know, access to a full-time job, even if it is a, you know, overnight thing, just to get some guaranteed income, because I've, I've done that. I remember when I first started my financial practice and having a family, I needed guaranteed income. And the you know the the crazy part with with working finance is you you know especially if you're licensed independently you can't you it's you have to if you're going to do something else other than that um, while you're running your your business your practice you have to work in a non competing environment so you know I couldn't work at a bank. I couldn't even get a job as like in customer service to make twelve, thirteen dollars per hour as guaranteed income while I was um, building my financial practice and, and you know writing plans for people. Because, you know, I was you have to work in a non competing environment. So I ended up finding a bunch of like random overnight gigs. UPS, like FedEx, like I remember, you know, pushing boxes from 10 to 7, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And that sucked. So if you're in that position where you're working something to have some guaranteed income for your for your hustle, for what your passion is, um, Keep doing it, but while you're doing it, and if you're eligible for some employee benefits, like why not take advantage of it? There were guys that were working at one of the uh, um, night gigs that I had that was a uh, teacher. He was a um, high school teacher and worked overnight for this... um, this big company because they offered free health care to his family after you're there for a year. So he worked over he worked all day at the school teaching, correcting papers, writing lectures, delivering lectures, um, coming home to be with his family. And then going to work full-time overnight, a very physical job, to get off in the morning, to get ready to go back to school, to teach and lecture and correct papers. He did that for a year. So he could have free health care for his family. Just think about what that, um, what power, what control that gives you that's he he made that decision to 
manage a particular stress that was in his life and had a reasonable expectation on what it was going to require him to do and require him and his family to give up to gain something else. Um, so I, I encourage you to think strategically and think intentionally and think creatively um, to help you manage stresses um, in your life. Um, and I know that when it comes to business, one stress in particular is obtaining capital. And so if you are working a job and you have access to um, saving and contributing to a 401k. Now, I'm not a licensed financial advisor. I don't run my financial practice, so I'm not giving anyone financial advice. Um, but I, I do know that if you have money in a 401k, um, you know, seeing if you're eligible for withdrawals or, um, you know, even a loan, like borrowing from your 401k, um, is a, um, is a way that you can get access to, um, capital without paying interest to a bank. You're basically paying interest back to, um, yourself. I think the, for, I think first off, first and foremost, for borrowing from your 401k, um, for, you know, for serious short-term cash needs, right? You need to, um, get some more, um, materials for, um, your hustle. You need more product for, um, your passion. You need money to pay for, um, you know, um, uh, some service, um, whatever it is. First and foremost, borrowing from your 401k, um, is it offers speed and convenience. Requesting a loan is quick and easy, requires no lengthy applications, no credit checks. Um, it doesn't generate any, um, you know, inquiry against your credit or anything like that, like with your credit score. Um, so it's super easy. The repayment plans are flexible. Um, you know, most 401k loans allow you to um, repay the loan faster with no, you know, prepayment penalty. Like you can, um, you know, pay it off, uh, you know, in, in one month when you've actually agreed to a 12-month payment plan. Um, the cost advantage is that there is no cost. Um probably other than the, you know, the loan administration uh, and the origination fees. But, you know, to tap your own 401k, your, your own 401k for um, short-term liquidity needs would is, is a viable option. And people are, people are doing it. Um, I've actually done it myself. Um, and it usually works. Um, to your advantage, um, especially if you intend on staying at this job, at least um, 
until your loan is, you know, paid off and all back into your 401k because that's, you know, obviously money that intentionally you're supposed to, ideally, not intentionally, ideally um, to have for um, for retirement. I think we can have another conversation about um, retirement. I'm sure a lot of you guys are young and not even thinking about it, um, but it is something that is um, worth mentioning and discussing and um I actually want to hear from anyone that is retired. Um, yeah, DM me. Let me know if you're retired. I'm just curious to know what you do all day. Um, you know what your, um, what you, how you're living your retirement. So cost advantage. Um, you know the repayments flexible. It's you know quick and convenient to get through it. Um, You know, there's no impact on your 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 credit or anything like that. And as you're making the repayment, it all goes back into your back into your portfolio, like back into your 401k. That any interest that you pay, um, um, and so you know, uh, certainly not. It's not a not a bad um, idea or thing to consider. This is the. I don't know if this is the longest that I've ever um, spoken on the uh, podcast, but um, I'm glad um, that we've been able to spend more than 20 minutes together. Um, shout out to um, you if you are um, on your way to the gym. Have a good workout. Uh, if you are on your way to get something to eat. I hope you get something that is nutritious and um, well-balanced, especially if you are working on some some lifestyle goals. Um, This is a long, fast day for me. Um, Having, uh, gosh, I want to say 15 hours fasting, um, between sleep time last night uh, to when I had my first meal. Um, So I'm going to end it. I'm going to wish you all a great rest of the week. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, And um, we'll be back in February. Well, no, this was only the third one. I'm sorry. I'm doing one next week. Next Wednesday, we'll be back together next week um, for episode four. Again, this is Easton Oliver. You just checked out the Touch to People podcast show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and you guys have a great rest of your week. Towards the cliff, emotion stay in motion, passport, bags it, man, this rap shit a trip. 
for real, which explains why for six full months I was living in my whip, damn, I played it off, nobody knew what's going on, at work I popped my blue collar, cool it in the farms, uh, I kept it low, I ain't even tell my mom, I guess you'll find out on the day she hit a song, uh, is it wrong that I spill it in my verses, living out God's plan, admitting I was nervous to bust out the leash, I had to break my lease on purpose, and find out just because you're homeless, you ain't worthless, that's the surface, don't let the deep the pride, I was too filled with pride, needed to see through humble lies, uh, best of wishes to anybody on the rise, and may your smallest dreams magnify, we all got, I still got, I still got,